Welcome back. We are talking about relationship goals and we are on session two of three. This week, we are talking about who are you going to be? For myself, I can think back of who I was and who I aspire to be now in Christ. I can think back to a specific scenario in high school. So I was dating this girl. We were going steady, as they say it, for about a year. And uh, this girl was okay, but that's just where I was in the relationship. She was okay. The relationship for me wasn't moving forward, and that's what was in my mind. This girl is just okay. But I didn't take into consideration her feelings throughout this next process here. So we were, we were dating for a year, and then I decided, hey, listen, I don't want to pursue this relationship anymore. So what do I do? I pick up my phone and I start typing out a message, right? Listen, um, this is not working out. I don't think we should date anymore. Let's just be friends. Boop, send, gone. And so I never got a text back. So I thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe she got the message. She knows we're not going to date anymore. And then I decide at that point, it's the same week, I decide to take one of my friends, which happened to be her best friend, to a football game, so a high school football game. Thinking back, I can think back and say, um, high school football game, teenagers, nothing to do, Friday night, where's everybody going? They're going to the football game. And so I'm at the football game with my friend, who is also my ex's best friend, and uh, I turn my head for a second. I'm, you know, just chilling, hanging out with some friends. And I turn my head for a second, see this blurry blob coming my way at warp speed. And so as soon as I get a glimpse of who it is, boom, slap right in the face. And played in slow motion, my cheeks are just going at it and the wind is blowing by. And, you know, that ripple effect of the slap is still lingering. And I felt a lot of pain. I felt a lot of confusion. I really didn't see it coming. It just took me by surprise. And so I look over and I'm like, what? What was that? And then my ex, she was the one who slapped me, looked over at me and she just started yelling at me. Chris, I can't believe you text me. You broke up with me. Now you're here with my best friend. I, you're just awful. You're a jerk. You're a horrible person. I can't believe it. I don't even want to be with you anymore. Okay. Now feelings are very strong, and I let it get to this point, and then she yells something else. Plus, you're here with my best friend who happens to like you. I can't believe it. I can't believe you would do such a thing to me. That really caught me by surprise. I was really confused. Okay, now my friend who happens to be my ex's best friend likes me. Okay, now I can see the signs going back. I can see the signs, the flirtation, everything going on. And I'm sure it caused a lot of animosity against the two. And this was the night I broke two hearts instead of just one. Because I told the other girl, my friend, that I had no intentions of moving forward on a relation, in a relationship with her. And it was just a nightmare that night. My, my cheek was red. It was cold, it was a football game, and uh, the only person that I brought to the football game now didn't want to hang out with me, and they both left 
and it united them together in their friendship, but I was left all alone at a high school football game waiting for my parents to come pick me up. So it was not a good situation, not a good circumstance. In fact, I would say that it would be a lot easier to go back and do the right thing than it would have been to take the easy way out and text and then just say, hey, you know, listen, never mind. I don't want to be with you either. And that brings us to Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5. And you'll see exactly how this verse relates to our, or the relationship that I was going through. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. See, the first step in my relationship that I failed to realize, or in any of the relationships as a teenager for the most part, because I wasn't pursuing Christ, I didn't realize that humility wins. Most of the time in my relationships, looking back, I can think of how they made me feel and how I benefited from those relationships. It could have been dating a girl for popularity. It could have been dating a girl because she was pretty and she made me feel better like I accomplished something by being with this girl. It could be that I was just bored and I needed somebody to hang out with and um, spend time together. But most of my relationships in high school, I can look back and say, listen, they were for me. They were not for the other person. And I treated my breakups just like that. I treated my breakups as I'm through with this part of my life and I no longer need this relationship. So get out of my life. And that is exactly what happened. I ended up causing a lot of pain. I ended up causing a lot of heartbreak. It, not only for them, but also for myself. Because you'll realize the more pain that you cause other people, the more scars that you carry yourself. And you take that into future relationships as well. So humility looks a little bit different than that. Humility is saying, hey, listen, I, this relationship might not be going the right way. And it may not be best for me. So let's sit down and talk about this because we need to have the same pursuit together. We need to be pursuing Jesus and putting Jesus at the center of our relationships because when we do that, relationships become a little bit healthier. I mean, the human aspect of relationships, we still take into it as times. Like there's times that I still treat the relationships that I'm in as a selfish response. I may want to hog the TV remote. I may want to hog the, the radio when we go on drives. I may want to hog the, the steering wheel. But the thing is, is humility is what wins in relationships. I think the next thing that we can see is caring wins. You know, if I cared enough about how it would affect others, my actions that I take might be a little different. I might take a little bit different of a path. I might not have texted my ex at that point in time and said, hey, listen, we should no longer go out, and then immediately choose to go out with her best friend and take her to a football game. It might even mean in my marriage right now that I don't hog the remote. It might mean that I don't, I shut off the TV for a little bit and 
I have a real conversation with my wife. And when I get home, I'm not tempted to just kick back my feet and relax and let her do the rest of the daily duties, like doing the dishes and putting the kids to bed and reading a story to, to the kids before bed and getting bath time ready and all that stuff to help out in my marriage instead of just saying, hey, listen, I've had a long day and I need to recuperate. I need to relax. The third thing that we can see is that spiritual growth wins. If we're focused on a pursuit of Jesus and we do it in a relationship together, what happens is, is that it looks like a triangle that we talked about last week where I say boyfriend or girlfriend, husband and wife, at the corner of the bottom of the triangle is pursuing Jesus at the very top. When we pursue Jesus and we focus on that spiritual growth in our relationships, it actually brings us closer together instead of drifting apart. You, you may have heard it in um, you know, movies or you may have heard it in um, you know, the gossip magazines, <laughs> gossip news feeds, I should say, on social media. We just fell out of love and it's just not working anymore and they don't make me feel the same way anymore and I just can't move on because it's just not for me anymore. I'm at a different phase in my life and everything's just not working out. Well, that's because there's no pursuit of Jesus in the relationship. It goes back to the first point in saying that they are prideful, selfish relationships. When they're prideful, selfish relationships, it will focus on you as the centerpiece individually and how that relationship is shaping and forming you. Instead of focusing on a relationship, focusing in on a relationship that should glorify Christ, honor Christ, and conform us into the image of Jesus. So when we focus on spiritual growth in our relationships, 9.9999 times out of 10, it will be a healthy relationship. And I love how it says this in Philippians 2.5, you must have the same attitude or the same mindset in Christ Jesus. So this one's actually from the NLT, but the same mindset is Christ Jesus. Because if we have the same mindset and relationships as Christ Jesus, what did Jesus' relationships look like? They look a lot of, they look full of sacrifice. They look full of putting others above himself. And being the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself, putting others above himself, that if he, if he did that, how much more should we treat our relationships the same? In Galatians 5, 22 through 23a, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In my previous relationships as a teenager, I can tell you most of those were not characteristics of my relationships, which in return caused them to be unhealthy relationships. So I have three steps here. If we are going to move forward past unhealthy relationships into healthy relationships, there are some things that we must do. The first is to decide to value the other person as much as you value yourself. See, if I valued my previous relationships as much as I valued myself, it doesn't mean that I would still be in those relationships. 
It just means that my values for Christ and my pursuit of Christ, I should treat those other relationships in the same. And sometimes what would happen, if you're not on the same pursuit, you actually end up chasing the other person away. They don't want to be in a relationship with you because their values don't align. And if your values are truly in Christ and you're pursuing Christ and the other person isn't following you, it's probably an indication of an unhealthy relationship. Decide to have awkward conversations sooner rather than later. See, it may have been awkward at that time as a 15 or 16-year-old to turn to this other 15, 14-year-old and say, hey, listen, um, this just isn't working out. Like, I'm not mature enough to be in a relationship. Like, I, I need to, to grow a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to grow as a Christian. I'm trying to do the right things. And in a public school, maybe this is a lot harder because that's where I was. But in the end, what would have happened? It would have felt awkward. It would have felt kind of uh, like tense. But it would have saved me in the long run and saved her in the long run from heartbreak, confusion, and pain. So it would have, it would have saved us both that little bit of uh, that little awkward conversation would have saved us both a lot of heartache. And then the final one, make the decision today to move slowly so you can guard your heart. All relationships take time. You know, we've been talking also about pursuing Jesus and what that looks like. The first step is trusting Jesus with your salvation, but what does that pursuit of Jesus look after like after that. Sure, you're running to the arms of the Father. You're trying to get away from all the pain, hurt, and brokenness. But it takes time to trust God with every single aspect of your life. Like for me, I, I've spent 34 years of my life trying to build trust in every single aspect of my life. Trust for Jesus to lead me in those aspects. It took me 34 years to get here today. It took me 34 years to realize that I was holding on to my career and my job and my aspirations above God's plan for my life. 34 years. That's a lot of time to be holding on to something for so long and not give it to God. But I can tell you today I'm very grateful and excited that God is doing big things in my family's life, big things in my life, to the point of giving that trust to Him makes it a little bit easier when other things come my way. Because I can look back and see how God provided through that leap of faith, how God provided through that season of my life and change, going from one job to another to be here today. The faithfulness of God will definitely improve your trust and faith in His plan. But in order to get there, you have to take steps in your faith to be able to trust Jesus with the rest of it all. Not a lot of us can say we jumped right into salvation and said, hey, I trust you, Lord. And then every single aspect of our life changed and got easier. And we were able to give that trust to God. And we were able to trust him even in the hard circumstances. Because we still have an obstacle to overcome, and that is within ourselves. We now have two natures if we're in Christ. We have the flesh nature that wants to do the sinful things and to satisfy the flesh. And now we also have a new nature. 
in the salvation of Jesus Christ, which is that Holy Spirit nature inside of us that wants to do spiritually correct things, that wants to be righteous in the sight of God. But we have to decide, and these are small choices that we make in our everyday lives, we have to decide in our relationships. Are we going to put others ahead of ourselves, above ourselves? Are we going to have those awkward conversations when they come and we need to navigate away from that relationship for a little bit? And are we going to move slow enough in our relationships in order to let Jesus lead those, in order to let the Holy Spirit lead those relationships in your life? Desiring healthy relationships is what we should aspire to do. But instead, I think often, we hold on to bad relationships because we don't want to be alone. We hold on to bad relationships because it's all we know. We hold on to bad relationships because we don't think we have anything else to do. Turn those relationships today to Jesus. Pursue Jesus and don't let other relationships dictate your path towards conforming into the image of Jesus. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for watching. Click the like button, go ahead and hit subscribe and smash that bell so you don't miss out on any other future videos. Thank you, God bless, have a great day.